0: And a very good evening and welcome to Talk Sport here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. We're live on 88.7 FM locally and around the world on crkc.io. Glad to have you with us on this Friday evening. Plenty to come on this evening's programme between now and seven o'clock. just a moment, we'll chat to our own Bear Scott, who will preview this evening's racing from Dundalk. And the few results we have so far. Also on the programme, we'll review Ireland's Serbia from the other night in the World Cup qualifiers. We'll our usual Greyhound slot. And get down, get right to the bottom of what's going on within the Clare County Board. We'll chat to Derek Lynch of the Clear Champion. If you have something to say, we'd love to hear it. Our taxback.com text line is 086 353 7782. All right, let's start off with racing and we welcome to the program Bear Scott. Evening, Bear.
1: Good evening, Liam. And as usual, it's done dark again this Friday evening. The glamour, Bear. Oh, yes. They started up there at four twenty-five. It's been a good evening for favourites, I have to say. The first three races all went to the field. The first race was won by number six, Kendrick Sword, fifteen to eight favourite. Second was number three, Sunset Nova, three to one. And third was number twelve, Sahih fourteen to one. And thirteen ran four fifty-five at uh, number eight, the winner here. And uh, that was six to four, uh, Sir lamorack <laughs> and that was 64 on favourite. Second was number five, McCaffee six to one. And third was number nine, ben Newton, at twelve to one and fourteen ran. The five thirty, this was won by number five, never missed the beat. Nine to four favourite. Second number six, Mary Cruz at eight to one. And third was number eleven. Pretty little liar at seven to one and again fourteen ran. The six o'clock is probably just finishing up there I didn't get that, but I'm sure you will have it shortly. There are just four races remaining on the card. after that. The 6.30 is a pretty tough-looking three-year-old event over a mile, and it should mainly concern number one, Catina Zapata, number three, Rivers Step, number four, San Martino, and number five, Two Glory. If Two Glory is fancy, she'll probably start favour, but I think a little each way interest in Rivers Step will pay dividends. The following race in the Princess Handicap over a mile uh, the usual 14 runners here. This is uh, a wide-open-looking race. Number six, pri- pride of Pimlico. will probably go off favour here. A winner in the second-last run and third last week, but he has all 17 to contend with this evening. Might be enough to put anybody out. Number two, sense of worth. Our number nine, darkest hour, are the two big dangers, and I think sense of worth might be the one to have your little euro on. The 7.30... Uh, again, a handicap, this time for three-year-olds and upwards. Uh, Six-four-long event, really tricky event. Now, top winner is Bill. He's uh, won his three on the trot, and I think the handicapper might just have caught up on him. So I would be concentrating on number two, Independent Missy, number three, Prisoner's Dilemma, seven, Eglish, and eight, Gerard Maddox. Gerard Maddox was a winner here two weeks back, and on the head of that, would will probably start favour. He's sure to run well, but I think English is getting there with every race, and I think tonight this might be his turn. Finally, the 8 o'clock again, uh, a three-year-old event, this over six furlongs. Not a great race, I have to say. It looks like number one, a lost that, number five, amazing Emma, and number six, said, are the three to concentrate on. Betrayed was a winner here a few weeks back. He's probably start favourite. Colin Keane in the saddle, and he should take a lot of these.
0: OK, Borough, thank you very much for that and we'll bring you any results from Dundalk uh, before we go at 7 o'clock this evening. Just before I let you go, uh, your thoughts on the Ireland game the other night?
1: Absolutely, no we were saying it Tuesday and we are what we are. Yeah, We're definitely not what we were, that's for sure. we are hoping for the best but today days of expecting to win every time we go all for long gone. And probably, they did their best, I have to say, the other night but we just weren't good enough. Now, the service... Even though we scored first, I think, we were always playing 2nd fiddle, And uh, I, I I worry about tomorrow that we should beat Luxembourg, but to look, you don't know. And, I mean, we are pretty poor, I have to say. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Luxembourg even beat us.
0: No. Would you take any positives, Bert? Because I thought well, we played hard. a good bit of it's football. It's,
1: yeah, look, they were trying to play Look, Liam, they were doing their best. Hmm. They tried to knock the ball around... But it's at a certain, you know, a certain grade, a certain level. And they are not ever going to be troubling the, the big teams. And look, we, we hope that when the few lads we have injured come back and that we might improve a little bit. But I think we have a long road ahead of us before we're back up in the top grade of football, that's for sure.
0: Oh, certainly. Right. Well, we'll hear more from you with Jim Cashin and Pat Tracy on Sport tomorrow afternoon. Barr as always, great to speak to you. Thanks, Sam. Thank you, Burr. That's Burr Scott there with the Racing Recap and uh, his opinion on the Serbia-Ireland game the other night where Serbia won by three goals now, to do. I'd be a bit more optimistic. Some people are still saying same old, same old Ireland but we'll discuss uh, a little bit more about that uh, later on in the programme. Just to bring up to speed with some of the live action, there's 21 minutes gone in the League of Ireland between Dundalk and Finn Harps and that game is scoreless uh, at this stage. The other game in the Premier Division uh, this evening comes from the RSC at 7.45 when water Take on Sligo. Uh, the Guinness Pro14 final takes place tomorrow evening at five o'clock. Leinster take on Munster. Both teams were named earlier on. Again, we'll bring it, bring that to you a little bit later in the show. While uh, racing from Dundalk, as Burr was alluding to there, we do have the six o'clock now, and the winner was number five, Storm Steps, at 12 to 1. In second was number 11, Pachima, at 15 to 2. And in third was number six, Top Line Tommy, at 4 to 1, favourite. And finally, uh, in the Six Nations this evening, eight o'clock start at the Stade de France. France get their chance to win the championship uh, when they host Scotland, uh, and the permutations ahead of this one, well, the French will pick up the title if they win by a 21-point winning margin and the bonus point to boot. So that's the last game of the Six Nations Championship for 2021 and it kicks off at the Stade de France at 8 o'clock. Right, we'll have the Greyhounds a little bit later than usual in the programme but up next we'll chat to Derek Lynch from the Clare Champion. JJ Kavanagh's Sons Keeping the country moving for almost a century.
2: External home insulation from Dennis Byrne and Ecomax Avail of the 6,500 euro grant for external wall insulation Call Dennis Byrne on 086 407 4820 and get your home winter ready in one day Ecomax are licensed installers of external insulation and spray foam insulation for attic and roofs We're on the web, ecomax.ie or call Dennis Byrne on 086 407 4820 Ecomax insulation for a warmer home
3: There's a gaggle of monsters you might see around town in every color from bright pink to brown. And just like us, they have loads of jobs in mind, like painting and gardening and replacing old blinds. And they know just where to go to fund these DIY dreams. Their local credit union, of course. Just reach out to our team. The Credit Union. Imagine more. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Credit unions in the Republic of Ireland are regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.
2: St. Canice's Credit Union, on the web, stcanisascu.ie or by phone on 056 7722042 M.W. Hire on the
3: Hebron Industrial Estate, Kilkenny and in Orlingford Business Park, off the M8. M.W. Hire for rental, sale and hire of all types of plant machinery, including a large selection of generators. Backed up by a nationwide local support service. Online, mwhire.com or on the phone 56 M.W. Hire, a local company, on the international stage.
1: Hi, Pat Doyle here from Walsh's Toyota. Ever
2: wanted to drive a new Toyota but thought you couldn't afford it? Well, now you can.
0: With Toyota Easy, you can get tailor repayments over two, three, or four years. APRs from 2.9% to 4.9%. Buying a new car has never been easier. With Toyota, you get three free services, three years or 100,000 kilometers warranty, and three years breakdown assistance, all free. Contact myself, Philip Lawler or Emmett Boland to make your dreams a reality T's and C's apply Contact us on 056 770 2080 Walsh's Toyota, the name you can trust
3: John Deere Lawnmowers at TFM Comerford's garage, Bally Callan. From walk behind lawnmowers to top of the range 22 horsepower ride on mowers, finance available and up to 2 years warranty TFM Comerford's Garage are on the web tfmltd.com. Comerford's Garage for John Deere Lawnmowers on 056 7769 Comerford's TFM Ballycallon and John Deere leading the way in lawn care.
0: Keep Kilkenny City vibrant by shopping local. JJ Kavanagh Cochar supporting community radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM
2: CRKC text line on 086 353
0: 7782 is sponsored by taxback.com We'd love to hear from you you're in tune with TalkSport we're here up until 7 o'clock this evening and it's a pleasure now to welcome to the programme Derek Lynch from the Clare Champion evening to you Derek how are you
2: good evening how are things
0: not too bad um Derek, over the past couple of weeks, whether it's in the written press or rumours going around WhatsApp groups or whatever it may be, uh, there seems to be um, upheaval in Clare and uh, uh, to say it's messy would be an understatement.
2: Yeah, it certainly is. I think there's a a feeling among uh, a certain cohort in Clare G.A. that the sooner the on-field action resumes, the better because it might take the focus from the off-field stuff. Um, And it's certainly something that has gained traction, I suppose, uh, as you mentioned, particularly in the national media. Um, and I suppose we're expecting, you know, more revelations perhaps this, this coming Sunday as well, which I suppose with a clear GA hat on is, is quite unfortunate, but with a, a journalistic hat on, you know, it's, it, it's worrying from the point of view of that the stuff that's coming out isn't exactly what you want to, to wash out in public. But unfortunately, it's very hard to argue with, uh, with quite mm. a lot of it. Um, you know, it, it's kind of inexcusable to a large extent.
0: Yeah, and Derek, just give us a bit of the background as to what's going on here, um, because it it seems like there's story after story.
2: Yeah, a lot of it seems to Liam centre around the supporters club that was operated by Davy Fitzgerald and his group uh, from 2012 to 2016, and I suppose the, well, I suppose lack is maybe not the right word, but certainly the, the failure to maybe produce audited accounts And there seems to be some bit of a a battle going on at the moment uh, between was the county board responsible for those audited accounts? They say they weren't, yet the group, Mm -hmm. and in particular in Davy's book, he's quoted as saying that if anybody has any questions about, you know, those funds, that they should go and ask the county board. And I think it was the county board statement that they had nothing to do with it that really kind of put the cat among the pigeons because you were left in the ultimate nomad's land. One group was saying, talk to me, and the other group was saying, I have nothing to do with it. So, where do you go from there? And I think that's where quite a lot of it has spiraled from. There's obviously issues about the, the centre of excellence, and I kind of use the inverted commas uh, for that particular phrase because it has been a bugbear of, of mine and for a lot of people over the last couple of years. A 4.8 million euro facility that's unusable is, uh, you know, it's kind of in- inexcusable, really, to be honest about it. Um, Brian Lohan and his hurlers have had to go cap in hand to club grounds train for big championship games which you know in this day and age isn't good enough really. I mean back in Gerlock Nan's time the, the county team trained in Cusick Park and Belly Line, you know, they had a had a county grounds facility to go to, and obviously things have changed. So it's it's unfortunate there's a, a gym facility there that isn't good enough. There's a, a building that's left unfinished. That, that you know, when you compare it to what the likes of Kerry have, uh, you know, ironically what the likes of Wexford have in terms of centres of excellence. It's really just, it's not good enough, and it's its just another little, you know, a little chip away that, that people have at the moment.
0: Mm. And and one thing that staggers me anyway is that the County Board Cup wouldn't know what's going on with accounts. That just seems unre- unbelievable.
2: It does. I, I suppose maybe to, to go a little bit down the line on this, it's... The, the whole area of supporters' clubs seems to be a very, very grey area. Yeah. It Maybe it's, you know, I think I think this, this probably isn't, and I'm not taking the, the deflection off our little county or anything like that, but I think it's something that is an issue across a number of counties. Uh, you know, you look at the, we'll say the issues that were in Mayo in the last couple of years, Galway have had their issues as well, and I think it's an area that perhaps COVID has allowed the GAA breathing room to look at, if that makes sense, because it was probably just let fly under the radar maybe for far too long maybe mm-hmm. the practices that were there were just probably accepted maybe they were just what people have become accustomed to Now there's no doubt that it has to be tightened up it's an area that should be regulated whether that's by having your county treasurer sitting on the, the committee that runs these boards because i suppose in a very basic term let's be honest and it's going to be the case in the next couple of years that county boards are going to be squares for funds you know mm-hmm. that's that's across the board and these supporters clubs have the wherewithal it's certainly with you know guys overseas or in the corporate world or whatever that can drum up the next few euros that can that can buy the gps trackers that can uh, you know give the lads a weekend away training whatever it might be so there's no doubt they serve a function and a badly needed function because you know the ga coffers from a day-to-day point of view are certainly squares right across the board but i guess with the kind of figures that you're talking about particularly over the last couple of years, maybe it's an area that just needs a little bit tightening up on, on governance, perhaps.
0: Yeah, and perhaps, you know, Crow Park stepping in or the powers that be, and maybe having a system that goes 32 counties wide.
2: That's it, and I suppose it's it's, it's very important to point out that there's nobody suggesting that there was anything untoward mm-hmm. done uh, yeah. from 2012 to 2016 and by Davy and his group. You know, they, they had a very, very hard-working committee there that that they, they did raise, you know, good money, and there's no doubt that it went... Towards the good of Clare hurling at the time, perhaps results on the field didn't reflect that. But you know, there's nobody suggesting that there was anything untoward. I suppose it's just the questions are being asked. Can, can it be shown, you know, where everything went in order, just to to box it off and move on, perhaps? But um, yeah, it, the word is that Crow Park are, are, are getting interested in it now, for one to the better term, and mightn't be the worst thing in the world, as I say, if it sets down a set of guidelines that, that can govern. Mm these kind of groups going forward, well, then maybe it's the best way to streamline it and perhaps avoid any of these kind of stories then in the future.
0: And, and as you've touched on there in relation to funding for county teams and the Centre of Excellence as well, has there been any concrete reasons as to why there's been problems there?
2: There's been a couple. In um, and, and fairness, to the county secretary, Patrick Fitzgerald, he has been very forthcoming in, in, in explaining some of them. Um, I mean, look at the... When you say it out loud, it kind of sounds a little bit embarrassing, but for a couple of years, when the grass was cut on the fields at Carlohan, it's just outside Tulla, between Tulla and Innes, um on the old main road to East Clare, we'll call it. Uh, when the grass was cut, it was just simply left there. The clippings weren't gathered up, and over time it formed its own sort of scum of a layer on top um I'm sure there's agricultural out now that have a better way of explaining it than I've just done, but you can imagine if you left your lawn cuttings out for a couple of years, you wouldn't have a mighty lawn after it. So that's one thing that was done. They say it's because they couldn't afford to get the equipment to uh, to do it any other way. Oh, I don't know, does that sound plausible? Uh, I think it was uh, an attempt perhaps to cut corners, but it, it has ultimately led to the pitch of being unplayable. There's no doubt about that. Uh, the, one of the explanations was that the initial purchase price for the, the property itself, I think, somewhere around the two and a half million mark, thereabouts, um, was during the boom times, um, and that prices for for land were inflated at the time anyway. Um, mm. But then, you know, then you look at there was it, the, the parcel of land is basically on uh, either side of, a, of that particular road the farmer in question said it had to be sold to a payer essentially um, and in the last year or so they managed to sell the part that was unused and made a two hundred euro loss on it so it was, it, look it's been a it's it's been a failure of a project i think it's been embarrassing for a lot of people involved there's no doubt about that but with this new strategic committee that have been approved in recent weeks one of their remits is to look at how to finish it now properly i suppose you know not to dwell on it too much i suppose what's done is done you can't change that uh, and the focus probably now becomes on how to fix it.
0: Mm. Um, it feels like a lifetime ago since we actually seen a live hurling match, uh, Derek. Um, the state of clear hurling on the field is in a good position. I suppose you have to go back to, I
2: suppose the most recent fixture we have to reference is that Waterford game down in Park at Cueve. And mm. While Waterford ran out convincing winners in the end, I mean, you have to factor in the Tony Kelly injury. Uh, you have to factor in that our 2018 all stars John, Dug- uh, John Duggan John Condon, and <laughs> Peter Duggan, uh, were both, uh, you know, marked absent uh, on that particular day as well. Um, so, look, it's it's the ultimate unknown, isn't it? I mean, mm. COVID probably has been a leveler from the point of view that if everybody comes back and on the same day and has the same amount of time to do whatever they have to do, who knows how things will turn out? Will form, carry over in a strange year like that? It's hard to know. You know, Limerick obviously are, are on that at the top of that particular tree, but. I suppose the one worry from a clear point of view would have been the reliance on Tony last year for scores. Um, and while you'd have him in your team every day of the week and you'd take what he can give you every day of the week, the problem is, as we saw against Waterford, then when, when something goes wrong, is plan B as strong as it should be? Maybe at the moment it isn't, but I'm sure that, you know, it was Brian's first year as well in charge, putting his stamp on the team, maybe year two we'll see further progress. And I suppose that's the, the hope we're clinging to.
0: Hmm. And finally, Derek, will we get to see hurling action this year, or at least will, will we even. We probably might get a championship, but is it time to say bye bye to the National League for this year?
2: Uh, could you ask me that question again on April 6th <laughs> 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 when, we a, when we have a further idea of yeah. COVID 19? It, it, look, it's hard to know. I mean, I think there's there, there's almost been an acceptance that the GA didn't go back or didn't hold on to their league status because it was a financial decision they just couldn't simply afford to so we, we've seen that in the reports of the examiner uh, in the last couple of days and um, would it would probably be playing the national league for the sake of playing it but at the same time it would probably be needed in terms of getting up to speed for championship and um, is there the same appetite there without crowds without that atmosphere and grounds without you know that that eerie feeling that you have when you go to an empty nolan park or simple stadium is it the same thing probably not And so, there's there's a lot of questions. I hope with all my heart that we do because I think we need it. I think the country needs it, and for a morale point of view, if nothing else. I think now, if there's an under 10 training session, you know, 20,000 people watching it just to get their fix of hurling. So, fingers crossed, you know, we'll be hopeful, hopeful. Certainly, championship, maybe league, but he's got get
0: something certainly Derek because I know watching back the old games are great but you can't beat the live action and we've had 12 months to watch the old games albeit with a, a three month break for the live championship which we were all grateful for
2: Let's it it's just not the same watching sport when you know mm. the outcome I think we all love sport for that moment of unpredictability which you know obviously doesn't come when you've seen it before
0: absolutely fingers crossed Derek Lynch from the clear champion pleasure to speak to you thanks for taking the call No problem at all, take care. Thanks very much there, Dick. We were joined by Derek Lynch from Declare Champion and Derek... bringing us up to date about all the goings-on in Clare Hurling. Right, later than usual we'll go to the Greyhounds. Evening,
4: Nicky. Hello Liam, how's things? Not too bad. Yes, we'll get into it quickly now. An 11 race car tonight. It's a big night out there in normal circumstances because one of the races is the final of the Macalmone Cup. Coming to that in a the moment. They'll start at half seven with the welcome to Kakenny track and O N three 3 It's a bitch stake actually. Uh, again, dogs who haven't uh, been raced uh, before. I'm going for number five Pukis Capri. won by your pal uh, David Weddick and Thomas Weddick. So we better put him in to win that race there to come on first ahead of uh, number two Apex Huntress as uh, Stuart Cavanagh owned and trained moving on to race number two it's the Share the Dream Coursing Bread it's an ON one it's on one 300 final that's sponsored by Con Guiney uh, my tip there on that is Dennis Land and Andrew Hickey's that number three Bachelor's Walk to get the better of um, Morris Mick and the Two ta- two Tom syndicate out there in Three Castles uh, Bingo Mick that's a brave call in that because Bingo Mick has had no losses in in the last four races but uh, Bachelors Walk has had three wins out of four anyway that's the way we're going race number three it's the uh, Frightful Kennels uh, F- Frightful Flash Kennels A3525 kindly sponsored there by the Dunn family and I know Tom Canan would like me to say thanks to them for that support I'm going for number one Mr. Brian ellert's uh, Blue Lagoon trained by Brian Ellert, to get the better of uh, number three Ninja Kerry uh, Terry Co- Coveney uh, trained by Margaret Fortune race number four it's the uh, Greyhound Make Great Pets. It's an A5525. Uh, my tip on that one is Incredible Crew, number five, owned by Vincent John Lund, um, trained by Paul Hennessy, and to get the better of uh, Lemon Lockdown, that is the, um, the Rockshore Syndicate there, Tom Lennon's crew out there in Three Castles, number one moving on to race number 5 it's the Trials at Kilkenny track A5 525 I'm going for number 4 there the Hickey's out there in Ballyconra and Ballyragish. Avongate, Kobe to get the better of uh, number 6 Barkleby, Nijo Nicky Clear and Cindy Nolan out there in Cuffs Grange uh, that's race number 5 uh, race number 6 is the Irish Retired Greyhounds Trust an A4 525 my tip there on that is Willie Hanlon's uh, Ballygore Mitch number 6 to get the better of Rosemary Buggies trained by Thomas Buggies Kilgraney Ebony number four. Moving on to race number seven, the big race of the night, the McCalmon Cup, all top Greyhounds in that coming through the last couple of weeks. And I'm going to be very parochial here because I'm going for number three. Sawdust Pleaser, it's a syndicate out there from my own neck of the woods, trained by Marty Lahi, to get the better of Dark Devil. Uh, Jim Langton's also trained by Marty Lachey, so I'm going for a 1-2 for Marty Lachey in the uh, McCallmon Cup tonight with uh, Tom Lennon's uh, number 6, Lemon Johan number, uh, number 6 I said to get come in third so it's um, uh, 3, 5 and 6 is in that order in the McCalmon Cup tonight Race number 8, it's the uh, WWW uh, it's the ffksires.com it's an A4525 going for number 4 Saxa Jerry owned and trained to get the better of Wind Aid and Price's dog uh, a regular at Kilkenny track but uh, going for number 4 to get the better of number 5 in that race race number that's number eight. Race number nine, the Patsy Sabbath had stood in A3525 final uh, tonight there as well. Going for number four, uh, Bogger Benji from Liam Peacock's uh, yard in Torlis to get the better of Michael Cullen's uh, Burden Church Jet. So that's just out the road as well, number number two. Race number 10, the second last race of the night, it's the Sales of Kilkenny track, A3525. I'm going for uh, young Billy Sin. It's number one, Blackstone Flyer, to get the better of uh, number five, Lemon Dote, Colin Rafter, owned and trained. And finally, the last race around 26 minutes past nine. The upcoming sweepstakes at Cuckney Track in 82525, uh, going for number six. Ballybuck Chief, Pat Carroll, owned and trained by Marty Lahi and, uh, sorry, owned by Morty, Pat Carroll, trained by Morty Lahi, to get the better of uh, JMH Syndicate from Town. Carlo Magic, number one to get home second, and that's the races uh, at the track tonight out on the Freshford Road
0: Thanks Nicky, I'm not sure when you mention a David Weddick Dog, is it the kiss of death or the lucky omen? We'll wait and see you in tomorrow's I'm, trying to, I'm trying
4: to save your neck you see
0: <laughs> You know he'll kill me. Right, we'll be back in a few minutes We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City 88.7 FM Uh, The 6.30 from Dundalk has just ran. We'll bring you that result as soon as we get it. But uh, talk amongst us here in the studio is Ireland-Serbia the other night. And, uh, Nicky, you think not playing Shane Duffy was a big mistake from Stephen Kenny?
4: Yeah, I do. And I know him his days in the Green Jersey may very well come into an end. But I think he does provide leadership. I think he'd be far more aggressive in the air. I think the first goal would not have been uh, would not have been well certainly the the, the Serbian forward would not have uh, pushed it on the way he did if Kenny was there because apart from Kenny maybe getting the ball, he'd have got him out of the way as well. And we were no threat from a corner when Shane Duffy wasn't there. So um look at I have having said that I didn't think Ireland played too bad. But at the end of the day, it's uh, is it nine? Is that nine defeats in a row, and there's another one tomorrow. The bottom line is, if he doesn't, if he doesn't win uh, against Luxembourg tomorrow and put on a good display, he's he's in he's in a bit of bother. That might seem unfair, but that's the reality of it. Yeah, no, it's uh,
0: it's uh, it's no wins in ten for Stephen Kenny. It's difficult, but Pat, have we some optimism to take from it? I thought the performance was very good. Yeah,
3: well, it was um, the they, they, they tried to play and they played uh, they played well for um, I suppose the the guts of thirty five minutes or so and uh, Serbia were all look Serbia were a better team and had better players mm. that's and and that's what won it for them in the finish. Uh, there was a bit of individual brilli- brilliance. Your man there in the middle of the field—he, uh, if he given a little bit of time on the ball, and he, he you know, he'd he pushed on your, uh, on, on your forest every time. And uh, then and Mitrovic coming on, he just uh, he was just uh, class when he came on, like you know. So mm. um, we we hadn't anyone like that. So but uh, they worked hard, conceding three goals. Score two mm, yeah but that's not like us no it's not like us it, but uh, it's not, definitely not like us to concede three goals so you'd be wondering where they came from and and, and how they came about so um, but uh, I can you can see what uh, Stephen Kenny is trying to do he's trying to play a more passing game and as they play it, as long as we don't start playing too much out from the back <laughs> it could be it could be they, they say he's trying to play it through the the the, the different thirds mm-hmm. of the field but if we start to try to play it too much out from the back it couldn't uh, I, I, I think it could go horribly wrong but uh, apart from that uh, i see what he's trying to do um
0: look you you have to get a couple of results though Yeah, most certainly. Uh, We'll chat to Jim Nugent on our own, Paul Brophy uh, towards the end of the program, a bit about that game and what we can do to get a result against Luxembourg tomorrow. Uh, Just quickly, the live action: forty-six minutes gone. Dundalk nil, Finn Harps one. That's in the uh, League of Ireland. I know. A bit of a surprise there in Dundalk. They only picked up a point, I think, last week. I weekend, see, I see yeah. now where they
4: assign some guy from a, a somewhere, Korea or some player. They're, they're trying to put on I see with the rat actually now. They're, they're trying to get a following out there with a view to attracting more money in.
0: Mm. Is that realistic?
4: Well I don't know whether it yeah. is or not but they're fairly fanatical about their football out there mm. and uh, if, you, if you can manage to kind of get a get a, a reputation you know, look, they're never going to compete with the bigger teams out there but that's what they're trying to do from what I'm reading in the papers but mm. I think it's going to be at the stage then where the Dundalk supporters won't be able to pronounce the names of the team <laughs> <laughs> It could be
0: interesting if it's a, if the yeah. idea works out but 1-0 to Finn Harps is how that stands And, and uh, that's in Oriel Park That's it? in Oriel Park, yeah mm-hmm. but look We've often seen whether it's the League of Ireland or the Premier League, these early season wobbles, they often happen to sides. But we'll see how that the rest of that game goes. At the finally the six thirty from Dundalk, staying on the team. The winner was number five to glory at nine to four favourite. In second was number three, Rebels step at nine to one. And in third was number one, Katina Zapata at twelve to one. And no, it is commuter radio Kilkenny City, not Dundalk FM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. We're giving them plenty of service. Um Derek Lynch on there from the Clare Champion. It's a topic that's dominated our WhatsApp group over the past couple of weeks as well. It's just a mess, Nicky.
4: Yeah, but I think they might have turned the corner now. They've put yeah. in a group um, as it happens, there was, a, there was a guy involved who was with Davies. He's had to step aside and we won't <laughs> go into that discussion. But they seem to have a group there now that uh, might be able to get their handle on things because there's a good bit of things to be sorted in there in terms of infrastructure, in terms of organisational structure and various things like that and um, there's been a lot of bloodletting over recent times so I, I think they just might have got a group in now and they might just, I think it's probably in things down now. Obviously they have to come up with the answer now and put the uh, process in place, and um, but it's it's been a tough time, and you know there's still a lot of the key players who are involved are still there, uh, whether that's going to affect or not, I don't know. But I think there's a fair acceptance now that Clare is moving in a new direction now, and let's see how well they'll get on. Mm, just past reputationally, it, it can be tough to come back from
0: stories like this leaking out. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh,
3: what. Solves an awful lot if you can uh, put the performances on the field, and if mm. uh, your if your senior team uh, gets going, everyone gets in behind it, and uh, and uh, they'll react well to it. It's when um, things are bad on the field, and then things don't look great off the field. Well, then you're in all sorts of trouble. So I just think that uh, you know Clare probably need a, a decent season mm. now uh, this coming this coming
0: year. Yeah, um, Nicky. Uh, the, the championship season as of yet now we obviously are waiting on government announcements and that will probably tell us a bit more but a potential league this year what does it look like
4: uh, you don't know Liam I mean look there was an article t- uh, written today in the examiner by John Fogarty now mm. I mean quite frankly he got information to the freedom of information from government in relation to various happenings in between the ga and uh, government and i mean some of the stuff that he discovered is just shocking the way the ga was treated by the government now i know the ga can't i know I, i've been there so i know the ga officials can't really be overly negative about it because they want to get some funding from the government this year mm. to play the championship but quite honestly the way the ga has been treated by the government here is disgraceful and um and that's it, It's it's unacceptable, and it's some ones or some of the TDs haven't got the balls to stand up and defend and defend the GNDS. But you know, come next week, I expect my own view is that leave aside the 5k limit and all that we leave that to different types of programs but I do think they will let back children up to 17 years of age to start training in pods across all sports and I do think they'll allow the intercounty scene to start back training there won't be competitive games now when will that actually start it obviously won't start next week it could very well be middle to the end of April by the time that will start now if that did happen you could probably see intercounty competition starting sometime in May and back on what you said then some sort of, a, of a, an adjusted league competition to give them a couple of matches as a as a precursor to the championship, yeah. and from a hurling perspective to tie out the new rules that were passed. Yeah, and that's key, Pat, because like <laughs> we all have different opinions on them. But whatever
0: your view, like there's no point trialling uh, uh, these rules in big games without
3: being disrespectful to the league. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, the, yeah, the poor referees have to get some shot at it, whatever, whatever about the teams. Mm. It, it's going to be... It's it's more of an emphasis for the referees than than, than nearly anyone else, uh, mm. the, these new rules. But, uh, yeah, uh, we, we, we'll see what'll happen, you know. Um, just after reading the examiner today, it's nearly making Shane Ross look good.
0: <laughs> um, I, from a coach's point of view, whether you're in GA or even other sports, it's a nightmare because I mean you're trying to organise all these regimes, Pat. But like, it's all well and good having your training regimes, but no end in sight.
3: Yeah, it's 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 impossible. You're you're kind of in a, in a vacuum the whole time. Uh, everyone likes to have a date to work to. You yeah. know, when you, the draws for the championship when they're made, and you're playing Wexford in the first round in, on uh, the 1st of June or whatever, and okay, you have the league in between all the rest, well, you target, that's the big day or whatever. And, and, and coaches and teams love to have that. They can time themselves and can time their run. They just can't do anything
0: now. Yeah, you know. Well, Nicky, you've had the biggest job of all in Kilkenny. Kenny. What would you do if you found yourself in this
4: scenario? Well, actually, it's very interesting. I have a guy on Sunday evening, Kevin Leahy, he's the J.A. Player Welfare Manager. Now, he's on talking about a new a new hmm. scheme to um, install defibrillators in county grounds, but I also took the opportunity to talk to him about the whole return to play. And, I mean, the, one of the things we need to be very careful of now is while club players, and I'm, I'm talking about club players, I'm not talking about inter-county players, while they may, some have been doing some sort of work, I mean, if they got to go ahead to go back, I'm only arbitrarily saying the 1st of May, mm. I mean, they need to be very careful that they just don't go mad. They just don't run out the gap like a, like a, like a, <laughs> a herd of cows. Now, you're, you're not probably done much about farming, Ian, but no. <laughs> when the cows are let out at the start of the year after being in all winter, they go berserk around the field. Now, Pat Tracy knows what I'm talking about there, um, but if you let the, the hurlers and the soccer players and all, if they go mad once they get the word, they'll end up uh, pulling hamstrings and doing all sorts of injuries, wouldn't they, Pat? Definitely, yeah, yeah. That's uh, you know, the,
3: it's just uh, overloading. And there was a little bit of that last year, you know, uh, yeah. in, the, in the inter-county level in particular, wasn't there? Yeah. You know, that where, where there was muscular injuries. That uh, Yeah, but at least on the
4: inter-county level, they have got professionals have all, yeah, on an ongoing yeah. basis. Mm, mm. Whereas the club scene, they just might go mad to try mm. and get fit. And uh, the, the key now for the club player, to be honest about it, is start doing stuff now on your own. Mm. And at least when the war does go, when come to go back, you're not going to be uh, so far behind. Because yeah. you'll do yourself damage and then you'll end up missing. Mm. And uh, summertime is in this
0: weekend, so <laughs> there'll be a bit of a light there in the evenings. Finally, Pat. Before we leave Gaelic and that is actually something that everyone will look forward to. But what way would you like to see the league structured? It's obviously going to take the shape of a pre-season structure. How many games and the like?
3: I'd say you know, if uh, each team got if each team got three or four games, mm. uh, they'd be happy enough, and then get into the championship. And I think the championship will be, uh, you know, the uh, unlike the football, I'd say you'll have you know you'll have a second chance like last year. they'll probably be on the same. I expect both championships to be run on the same uh, the same. Criteria as last year, so I'd imagine that would be the the way that you know at the end of the day you'd have
0: five or, you'd have uh, at least six games kind of thing mm. you know yeah uh, switching codes Nicky could you see Roy Keane in the Celtic dugout could you yeah. envisage
4: it in your mind well he's a former player there yeah. I don't know I'm not sure if he will transition that well I think one of the things he will have to do is bring somebody in with him. Uh, to who, who can do the coaching and all that? I mean, but he he need to he just need to tone it down a little bit. Now, they're, they're, Scott Brown is leaving them to go in as coach within in Aberdeen, mm. and he's been a he's been a huge uh, player and kind of mentor to the younger players. But there's a there's a fair bit of rebuilding there to be done, and um, clearly it's going to be you know Rangers now are probably going to, they're going to be the dominant team for a while until they get something together. But but certainly Roy Keane going in there as manager. It'll make it fairly saucy up in Scotland.
0: <laughs> They'll have to have some <sighs> kind of good cop, bad cop if it does happen, Pat. Sure. Yeah, well,
3: uh, I, I was just thinking there if you had Roy Keane and Scott Brown together, imagine <laughs> that. No, <laughs> no that, would it, there be would there be anyone left standing? There's no, an Amazon
0: series in that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I actually one of the rea- the um, the big problems for Scotland this year are for Celtic this year is that Scott Brown um, he just was gone over the hill and uh, he wasn't anchor able to anchor the team. Like he did for the last nine or ten, and he years. was getting kind of yeah. rashy as well. Ah, yeah, well, sure. He was he was bordering on a row every tackle, even at his <laughs> peak. Like when losing half a yard, well, then he was going to be he was going to be in further trouble. And I think that was one of the big problems they had this year. They had no one to with that kind of leadership there mm. uh, the, the the whole year. And uh, they they weren't great in defense either. And then Shane Duffy didn't uh, that didn't work out. So. They, they they really had a problem, and look, Rangers were getting better, and uh, you know that the, the the they came good, and Steven Gerrard has you know improved his CV and did well enough in Europe, and yeah. that'll be nice for you know Liverpool in the backgrounds mm. horse struggling. Yeah. No, you're
4: right. He's on his CV, no harm at all.
0: <laughs> you had to get that in, didn't you? <laughs> the anti-Liverpool stuff around here. But yeah, you'd imagine Steven Gerrard will probably have to take one job in England before. You know, going to the dugout
4: at Anfield—that mm, uh, yeah. seems to
0: be the yeah. the route.
4: Well, if he won another championship with the, if he won another championship with the Rangers, mm. and Mister Klopp decided to cash in his chips, you never know. Yeah,
0: mm. I suppose Chelsea have done it. Uh, lastly, for me, lads. uh, sticking with soccer Gareth Bale only using Spurs to get back to Real Madrid now I'd say if, if you were a Tottenham fan reading that in your newspaper Pat you're feeling pretty lousy I'm I'm really disappointed
3: with Gareth Bale really disappointed because um, he I was giving him kind of the benefit of the doubt for a, a while uh, along the way and uh, you know he was uh, we, we we were criticised him there earlier in the time that he he didn't look to be that interested but he's starting to get a bit of fitness and hit a bit of form now and uh, you know coming out of that and he was kind of giving an interview with a kind of a a smirk on his face Uh, I just didn't like it I didn't like it at all Mm. and uh, he was he's getting the money and I'm going back to Real Madrid to see out the last year of of my contract and uh, so that means I'm going to stay on 600,000 a a Mm. week and whatever and uh, you know kind of reflects back to the time he was to go to China and uh, Real Madrid, uh, the, I don't know the president or whoever, blocked it and he was, uh, but you know, going to China, he was going for the money and I, I'm really disappointed because I am, I think he's a really talented player and uh, I think Wales depend uh, a lot on him and he's worth an awful lot to Wales if you know he's yeah. focused and, and and that, but he has uh, such wonderful ability. I, I'm just really disappointed. In him.
4: I think he just might be trying to get back at uh, Jose Mourinho because of the way he treated him for a long time. Mm. I just wonder. You know, I don't think Mourinho yeah. did any favors the way he treated him. But I do agree with Pat. I think uh, I, I think you know when 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 Bale's career is summed up, it, it, the brilliance he done will be will 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 be certainly there, but it'll also be the. The, the, just the, the, the mess he went on with in his life he could have been such a, a better individual even though he was the potential to be a really great player and was on plenty of times mm.
0: ok,
3: yeah he's lost 5 years you know, at mm. of his peak mm.
0: and when know. he does interviews he's only 31 which isn't that yeah, old yeah. he kind of talks as, as if he's coming towards the end of his career which is a shame but look, yeah. I just wonder with Jose Mourinho's temperament when he sees stuff like that coming out will he just go, Gareth you're back <laughs> on the bench just out of spite even You know, Mm. the way Josie operates. Just told him in. Yeah, exactly. Right, uh, just a text in from Jim Rohn. He's asking about the split the pot draw. Um, If I'm not mistaken, that's taking place on Easter Saturday. Yeah, tomorrow week. Tomorrow week, at 1 o'clock you still have time Jim if you want to put a few more envelopes in the uh, the box Easter Saturday afternoon is when the split the pot draw will take place and uh, finally just looking at the action half time in that League of Ireland matches Dundalk 0-1 and um, in Dundalk the 6-30 was won by number 5 to glory at 9-4 favourites in second was number 3 rebel step at 9-1 to and in third was number 1 Katina Zabata at 12-1 to right they're getting very continental in Dundalk uh, we'll reflect further on the World Cup qualification Fire between Serbia and Ireland with Paul Brophy and Jim Nugent. Next, we are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. If anyone has any theories as to how Ireland can play like they did the other night and maybe pick up the three points, we'll wait and see. Jim Nugent, how are you?
5: Not so bad, that's
0: bad, Dean. Um, are you positive after the other night?
5: <sighs> well, um, positive is a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, more, more uh, into it than uh, I was beforehand.
0: What that okay. What about you, Paul Brophy?
6: Yeah, there's there's certainly positives to take. In fairness to Stephen Kenny, he is trying to get Ireland playing in a particular way, is getting down and passing it, which is great to see. We haven't seen that in in a long time. But unfortunately, I don't think he has the players to to do what he wants to do. While his what he's trying to do is quite noble and admirable, I just don't think he has the players to do it. But I would expect him to be, beat Luxembourg. Now and having said that, he's had an awful run of, of injuries with likes of Connor Hoaren's not there, Sean Maguire's not there. Like we really, really lack a, a goal scoring forward. You know that's 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 very plain to see. So Sean Maguire is, is certainly a loss at mm. this moment in time.
0: Um, Jim, do you think we approached the game correctly the other night? I mean, it's all well and good playing lovely football, but we didn't really feel confident we would get a result.
5: Well, uh, well, first of all, like I mean, they have some great players, like you know. So I mean, that that was proven. Take take one off the bench and he scores two goals. Mm. Um. But for him, for for Kenny to change to three, we'll say three centre halves, two wingers, um, was a positive. If if you want to go with the positive word, um, and I agree that he hasn't got the players to yeah. do what he wants to do. But I think it's great to see a change. But then again, if he wasn't missing all these players, would he have done that change? Mm
0: yeah that that's the thing and and like paul a lot of people are calling for shane Duffy now we we all know how he's gone yeah. club wise but do you think his international experience should have brought him into the side
6: i i think so i def- i definitely think he has he has something to cont- contribute contribute know it's, it's a relatively young young squad and he he can bring like a Presence and a kind of commanding, and certainly from set pieces, he would be a he'd be a huge huge asset asset as well. But I suppose it's good to see some of the other likes of Josh Cullen, who was playing with Anderlecht who was on loan at Charlton. Like know a little bit about Charlton. My dad supports them, so we, you know, I I get all our
0: sympathies. I get all
6: the run (laughs) down there. Yes, so so it's good to see the like likes of him him uh, getting the game as well. And then I suppose you know another question I'd have is like um the likes of Jack Byrne who's gone to Apoel Nicosia now the mind boggles why you go go out there as soon as he as soon as he joined Mick McCarthy gets gets the sack and but like he's the type he's a player that could could seriously improve, improve that midfield with, with more game
0: time. Mm, and do you think we'll see Jack Byrne, Jim?
5: Um I don't think so. Uh, I, I I was very happy with with, with um Colin Malumpy and Alan Brown in the midfield so um like you're Aaron Colney is supposed to be missing tomorrow night isn't he so mm.
0: well we're not um, sure Jim
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well sure look either he is or he isn't type thing uh,
0: uh, to Mick's be honest messages are coming out Stephen yeah. Penney wasn't even sure
5: yeah to be honest I, I, I wouldn't think like I wouldn't miss him anyway to be honest I didn't mm. think he was great the other night and mm. um, Robinson the same I wouldn't I, I don't rate him either Mm. Yeah. Um, like I mean, when when um, they made the 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 couple, of, I I was very surprised with taking off Milompi. But you see, there's the problem again. The, these lads aren't getting soccer time, match time, match game time with their own clubs. So they run out of steam after half an hour.
0: Mm. Yeah. And, and you know and that's the thing and unfortunately from their point of view they're not probably good enough well they're definitely not good enough to start for their respective teams uh, Pat I'll throw this one your way text in from Miles. Uh, he's asking about Travers now look he didn't have a great game let's be honest but is there hope there?
3: Uh, yeah I, I'd say Jim should be the man answering this because Jim is a goalie what yeah. do you think Jim? Uh,
1: <laughs>
5: well I was kind of half defending him for the second goal yeah, the other night. Um, but you see, where I would where I would see was people are saying he was well off his line. Now, when he saw the danger, he was on the six yard box, so he wasn't that far off his line. But it, the inexperience of he didn't realise that the player outfield was good enough to do what he'd done. Yeah. Um, so the inexperience is going to get to him there. Like I mean, there was a lot of ball were coming across that he wasn't going for either, mm. which you need a keeper. To be going for them and put, instill a bit of confidence in the defence, you know.
0: Yeah,
5: and, and you pa- see, the, sorry, you see, it a couple of times when the defenders were turned back towards the goal, mm. they weren't inclined to
6: put it back there either, you know. So that's a big problem.
0: And it all comes down to experience, Paul. To sum it up,
6: yeah, I suppose. Look, if you look at the Irish team as a whole, it's it's a very very young team, and we probably are going through a phase of kind of rebuilding mm. and transition, and it looks like we're going to. We're going to have to kind of maybe just grin, grin, grin and bear it a little bit, and um, but as I said, what Stephen Kenny is trying to do is is noble and admirable, but does he have have the players to do it? Like we used to give out the airs about and Martin O'Neill, but they had they knew what they had, they knew how how to get get mm. the maximum out of it. So maybe Stephen Kenny he might have to relook at, at his tactics going going forward, but I would. I would be fairly confident they'll beat Luxembourg.
0: Yeah, and uh, Jim, how do we approach that game? Are we going to be on the front foot again?
5: Well, he, he doesn't have to change much with what he has at the moment. He, I, think, I think what he done the other night is he just continues to do that. But, like, I, I don't want to see him going back into the Glen Wheel in the midfield and whatever. Like, McLean was very good when he came on the other mm. night. Um, but,
0: Lacks a bit like, of substance. I,
5: yeah, but, but, you know, like, if, 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 if the young lads and inexperienced, we call him, after coming on the other night and playing reasonably well, mm. like, he still has to give them a chance again. So, the only change I can see is, I don't think that, um, what you call him, he'll be, be, be recovered from injury or whatever he's supposed to have. Mm. And he'll probably play, um the let scored score the goal there. was oh, is it Curtis?
6: James Collins. Collins. Oh, Collins,
5: yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd say he'll start instead of him,
6: Aaron
3: Connolly. Mm. Tomorrow night, Pat? Are you confident? I, uh, I think he'll go the same way. And uh, Aaron Connolly sent a photograph from uh, the, the shores beach. of Brighton, yeah, so he, <laughs> I'd say he's maybe over there. Um, I think he'll go with much the same team, and they'll play much the same way, and uh, they'll bring on the experienced lads near the finish. Paul? Like they did the other night. Yeah,
0: mm. I'd,
6: I'd agree with that fully.
0: Yeah, and just finally very finally before we go Jim um, what is a successful campaign because is it gone past the stage where qualification taking into consideration what we have uh, do we have to look a bit deeper and maybe look for other goals um just,
5: second just gets
0: us into a playoff a,
5: a playoff that's our best hope at the
0: moment do you think that's realistic even that
5: um I don't think, look, look, again, it's going to go down to who we can get back. Yeah. You know, um, at the moment, with what we have at the moment, no. Mm.
0: Well, that's a positive note to uh, finish. But, Jim, it's been great to speak (laughs) to you as always. Thanks a lot. All right. Take thanks. care. Jim yeah. Nugent there, Fort Rangers man, and one part of the two gyms. And thanks to Pat, Nikki, and Paul for joining us this evening as well. And Paul Brophy is staying where he is. Well, he's moving to the other side of the desk because Communities in Action is on the way. Stay tuned for that. Sport back tomorrow at 12 noon. Do tune in for that. And music and sport between 2 and 5. So, loads to, to look forward to. Thanks a lot. And from all of us here, bye bye, take care. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM.